look into the Word for just a moment. We're going to go ahead and release the children now. The bridge are uh, staying in this morning, staying in with us. Uh, but we're going to look into the Word. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Isn't it awesome? It's just an awesome season. It begins to bring some fresh excitement uh, out in us. Um, uh, I remember it being a little bit more exciting at times when I was a kid. You know, you were anticipating the presence, but... Uh, but then the transition to realizing the real reason for the season begins to settle in, and that's, that joy begins to come back even deeper. How many can say amen to that? Uh, and so we're going to just look at some uh, thoughts this morning uh, that I really feel would be just, uh, if really, I'm not going to take long. I know you don't believe that, <clears throat> but I'm really going to try not to take long. Uh, because I really want the word to just absorb in. Uh, we've been talking over the last three weeks about um, the Isaiah 9 and verse 6. Isaiah 9 and verse 6. And uh, we've read it each week. And so I want to go ahead and pull it up so we can read it again. Isaiah 9, 6. It's very familiar. But let's read this together if we could. It's a real, it's really a pivotal uh, scripture for all of the Bible. And so let's read this together if we could. For Unto us a child is born, which is what Christmas is all about. Now I'd like to just read to you uh, a verse that kind of pulls it together uh, into the New Testament, Matthew chapter 1, verses 22 to 25. And it says, so all of this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, behold, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Verse 24, and then Joseph, being aroused from his sleep, did, uh, did as the angels of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her until he had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name, what did he just say it together? Jesus. So this, uh, this whole uh, historic event took place, but yet it was spoken of way earlier, and um, several hundred years actually earlier. And we're talking about uh, reflecting on the person that through his birth literally divided time, it literally reversed the calendar, and it changes lives to this day. How many can say amen to that? Still changing lives. It's getting people that are lost and blind and running down their own pathway of life, and it just puts a stop to them and changes the game for them. How many's life has been changed through Jesus Christ this morning? Would you raise your hand really high? Come on, I mean, you know, it's just a marked thing. You know, it's just, wow, I was going this way, and all of a sudden, Jesus stepped into my life. He's the centerpiece 
of civilization. His life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His grace is sufficient. His love is unending. I'm talking about Jesus this morning. <laughs> He's the one. He's the one that changed our life. And if, if you don't know him today, can I just encourage you to listen for the knock on the door of your heart as we look at just a few thoughts in scriptures because he wants to know you in an intimate real way where you then uh, can can raise your hand triumphantly that yes he really did change my life he changed the directory of it uh, and uh, the uh, his story was foretold prophesied and preserved for us and we've uh, heard it down through history his virgin birth was told 600 years before, and I went through this, so I'm not going to uh, spend time on it. I went through this a little bit last week, but his birthplace was foreknown 700 years before it happened. His ancestry was predetermined 500 years. His divine qualities were foretold 600 years in advance, where you go back to these thousands of manuscripts that we have from the original writings that teach us all of these things and, and foretell all of these things several hundred years in advance. It talks about his kingly entrance into Jerusalem. Uh, it talks about his life, his childhood, everything about him was foretold way before he even came to the day that we're celebrating today, his birthday. And, and uh, he clearly shows up in history as much as man has tried to erase him, he keeps showing back up in history. We cannot stop him. We're not going to be able to change his mission. He clearly shows up in history as one of the most influential persons that has ever lived in all of life. You can research this. I'm talking about a person who showed us the father, who lived as the son. He, he relied on the Holy Spirit, and this is important for us to know, because he calls us to follow him. He got tired. He got hungry. He saved people from their sins. He heals people. He delivers people. He stripped the enemy, Satan, of his power over death and hell. He, he rose from the dead and was seen by over 500 witnesses in his life and in his season. And he says he's coming again. And we can trust that because he's already held true to all of the prophetic words that were spoken of him. And I'm just thinking, man, we, we, we sit on such solid ground when we put our life and we put our trust in Jesus Christ. We're on the solid, you know, we, we sing songs, a solid rock I stand. And, uh, you know, all other really is sinking sand. And, and yet we have this opportunity to step into this knowing relationship with our Heavenly Father in the here and now. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8 says this here, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And I thought about, you know, what did Jesus come, what was his purpose? You know, all of us have a purpose, but what was his purpose? And he states it very clearly right here, and he also states it in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21. It says, she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Why? For he will save his people from their sins. I hope you saw that, you heard that, their sins. Not his sin, he had no sin. That's why he was able to come and save you and I from our sin. 
because he had no sin. But he came to do that very clearly. So his purpose was to destroy the power and the authority of the demonic host and the demonic realm, Satan and his all of his minions to destroy his power over your life. He has no power over you. But he came also to deal and take away all of your sins. I thought about this and I thought, why, why did he come with a baby? And I really, I, I have to be honest with you, for the past three weeks or four weeks as I was thinking about this purpose of him and how he did come as a baby, and I really, I stopped and I thought, yeah, why did you come like that? It just seems like you could have done this differently. You, you, you know, you, you could have just made yourself like Adam as an adult and stepped into the scene and, 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 and saved some time. But he didn't do that. He came as a baby, and I, I, I again, I, I was getting a little embarrassed. My wife can tell you. She said, well, what are you going to talk about? I said, I'm not sure yet. But this wasn't until late last night. <laughs> I was wrestling with how do you, how do you, why did you come as a baby? It just seemed like such a process and really such a, really an opportunity uh, for something to go wrong. And, and I think about all of the heroes that we have. And I have a little video clip here I want you to, uh, to take a look at. Because uh, I'm thinking maybe he should have come like this. Just watch this and see if you agree. See the buildup we got going here? I'm excited.
how many were getting a little emotional about that? How many think a few laps around the world with that would have really gotten everybody's attention much quicker than coming as a baby? And I thought, wow, that's true. We all want a hero. But yet the sad thing about heroes is that all we can do is fantasize about what they're doing. It's never real, is it? It's never, you know, you're not going to do what he just did. And, 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 uh, and so as we look into this over a couple minutes here, uh, I want us to maybe understand how and why did he come as a baby? Because I think it's very important um, uh, that we do understand that. And uh, on, I'll give you some notes there. My first point was uh, we needed to know how to relate to him as a person. We needed to relate know how to relate to God as a person. Not a statue, not a symbol that you wear around your neck, not, 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 not as an alien, but we were created in his exact image and his likeness. And so he chose to come down to start the whole process the same way you and I would start the process, as a baby. And so we are now able to better relate to him as a, per, as, as a person, which we understand when, <clears throat> when we look around the world and we see the gods that are created by man's hands, what do they often look like? You know, they're just something weird that's way, not, not like you, not like me. And, and so the, the mindset is completely wrong. How do you, you know, it's, it's like it, would, it positions you to try to move into a relationship with him like you would have with your dog. It's just not possible. A few nice feelings, you know, man's best friend, yada, yada. But yet the reality is there's nothing, I don't want to disappoint anybody here, but there's nothing really going on between you and that dog, okay? It's just not going to happen. Uh, and so, uh, so I think he came as a baby in one respect, just so that we would be able to begin to relate to him as a, per- as a person. The second thing is we needed to know that we could fully trust him we could fully trust him now imagine this god coming in the form of a baby jesus had to completely trust in god to do that didn't he to give up his position in heaven come down here become this vulnerable baby that even his own mother lost once remember okay and he kind of knew that was going to happen but he still came but, but it was so that we would learn that in order to put our trust in God, we had to become very vulnerable. We had to be very open with him. We had to really open our lives up and say, you know, God, I, I, I want to give you my whole life. I, 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 and that's a struggle for people. Even once they become born again, it's often you're hanging on to a part of your life. You don't want to let that go. I love Jesus. I got fire insurance. I'm going to heaven. But yet, to fully trust him and to fully believe that the, 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 the Father in heaven is really going to take care of you, that's a struggle for us, isn't it? And so we hang on to our securities. And the more securities that you hang on to, the less of God you're hanging on to. And so in life, in order for me to really find out, and I believe that, you know, that's why sometimes when you say, wow, there's, there's an awful lot more, a lot, a lot more miracles in foreign countries, it's because they have nothing else to put their trust in. And so they have to come to this point where, man, I, I don't have a hospital around the corner. I don't have a doctor. I don't have insurance. I've got to put my trust in God. 
And you have to extend yourself out a little bit further for that. And, and, and so he came as a baby so that he could teach us that we could trust in our Heavenly Father. And he put himself in that same position. I think he came as a baby because it represents a miraculous life. If you're a parent and you were able to see your child born in the, in the, in the, in the birthing room, I don't know about you, but boy, you just have to sit there and, and look at that and say, that's a miracle. How many would agree with that? I mean, from the moment that heartbeat starts, God's creating a life. <laughs> and, 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 and it's a miracle. It's a miraculous thing. And so he, he wanted us to believe in miracles because we need to. And, and, and to me, babies do represent miracles. Some of it's a miracle they're still alive after five, but, you know, this is just a miraculous. And so we, 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 we look at this child when he came on the earth, and I'm sure, again, the wise men, the kings, and the others that were there were just thinking, this is absolutely phenomenal. Because they even took it further than this was a nice little baby, but they took it to the point of, this is Emmanuel, God is now with us in this form of a baby. So it even had probably deeper meaning than what we give babies. When you think about it, when you allow it to happen. I think another thing that, that, that him coming as a baby demonstrates to us is that families are important to God. Families are important to God. He put him in a family, didn't he? He wasn't alone. He had step, half-brothers. And, 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 and so he had a family that he was put into. And so I see part of the the, the purpose of him coming like that is so that we would understand the value and the importance of family. Now, I, uh, I, again, I know for my sake, you know, having grown up with a very broken family, that it made life more difficult for me. I had no one to go home to when I was hurting. I had no one to go talk to when I was growing up. I didn't have a confidence which a brother and sister would have this unique confidence as they build that relationship well. They're, they have this unique confidence that, man, I just know, no matter what, bottoms out, I have some family that's going to care for me. And they're not going to reject me, and they're not going to boot me out when I do something wrong, but they're going to care for me. And so he comes now, and he gets placed into a family, just like you and I are placed into a family. Uh, his purpose, uh, I, I, you know, it's there, his purpose, Jesus' purpose was to, to do just a few things. The first one was to bring hope. He wanted to bring hope to you and I. And I, I, as I put this down on, on there, he has hope over the past. In other words, our failures are greater, <clears throat> are not greater than God's power to forgive and transform us. So he came that I would have hope. And why would I have hope? Because this guy, God came down in the form of a baby to grow up, to deal with, as we read earlier, all of the sins of this world. It includes all of my sin. I have hope for the present because of his birth. We're not alone in this, but we're loved, and we do have a purpose. You are loved, and you have a purpose. You are loved, and your life has a purpose. We talked about this last week. You're loved, and your life has a purpose. And God wants you to step into that purpose in the nasty now and now, not the sweet by and by. And most people don't realize that. They just come to church, and they, they, they do nice things, and they serve, and they give. 
And then, but yet, I, I want us to all understand, uh, especially as we move into 2022, I want us to understand we, we have purpose. We have purpose, and God is calling you out to fulfill it. And then we have hope for the future. We have hope for the future that we will be fully redeemed because of his birth, because of his coming. I think about his purpose is to bring you and I identity, to bring you and I identity. We're not just, uh, uh, <clears throat> I guess I've never believed this, but can you imagine actually believing that you came from a monkey? I mean, come on, think about it. The deception of this world, think about it. What is worth if I came from a monkey? Well, I didn't come from a monkey. I have identity to prove that because I saw Jesus, God, come down in his likeness and image as a baby. He came as a life. And, and I say that, but people actually are believing the lies that they're taught in these institutions that uh, should have stuck with reading, writing, and arithmetic. Our kids would be better off today. How many can say yes to that? Um, so it brings identity to us. Second Corinthians chapter 6 says this, As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. And I will be, and I love this, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord God Almighty. What a powerful scripture that is. He's calling you into your identity. You're a son, you're a daughter of the Most High God. And, uh, and you're, again, created in his likeness and image. He said that way back in Genesis, but, but we all wondered, what does that look like? Right? I mean, we didn't know. He just said that. I'm creating you. We didn't see him yet. And then he comes, and guess what? You're just like him. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. I am glad I am not of monkey descent yeah. or other things that they say we came from. I'm glad I'm not still evolving. Come on. I wish my hair would evolve a little bit more. But other than that, all right. So he brings identity. He also brings to us life. We have life from him. John chapter 1, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. See, remember, I don't have time to go into this, but it says that we were all without hope, and we were all without God until he came. And when he came, he brought life back into us. We were all under the curse of death. Come on, think about that. What did he bring? He brought life. How many know you can have eternal life now? I mean, that's, that's good news to me. He also brought light. John chapter 8 and verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. And he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So he's given us something. What does light represent? It represents me having the ability to understand and to, and, and to make sense of things. 
And I know for me that really became true because the first thought that I had once I was saved, as in the process when God saved me, was I felt like, man, I have been so duped. I have lived in such darkness, and I thought I was new at all. But I found out I wasn't. And he, he, it's like he clicks the light on. So he brings life. He brings identity. He brings a life. And he also brings salvation. John chapter 3, verse 17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be, say it together with me, saved. The world will be saved. I'm thinking, man, this is the best news ever. This is absolutely phenomenal. And he did all of this by coming as a baby. And as we've tried to stress throughout this last month, let's make sure that we continue uh, to honor and celebrate him and not lose him underneath the Christmas tree. Let's not lose him around the gifts. Let's not lose him in this celebration, but maybe we just need to make him higher in our celebration. And we allow his life to, to shine and to, uh, and to uh, be uh, revealing to others and to those around us what is this thing about Christmas. Because it is unique that around Christmas, a lot of things begin to happen in the atmosphere, doesn't it? People just, you know, people are smiling. I know it's harder to see nowadays, but people are smiling. Okay, a lot more during this season, something begins to stir in their heart. Why? Because it's one of those phenomenal seasons. I mean, how do you stop the celebration of God coming as a child? It's absolutely amazing. So let me read this uh, scripture to you again. Uh, Isaiah 9 and verse 6. Again, written several hundred years before he came. Um, and I, I, I want to again let it just soak into us. For unto us a child is born. And really, technically, that's his humanity right there. He came as a human. He was 100% human. This was not a, a makeshift deal. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. That's the, that, that's the, the, the heavenly side of this thing. Unto us a son is given. What does that mean? That means the son came to fulfill the purpose of going to the cross and dealing with our sin so that we can step into eternal life. And, and the government will be upon his shoulders and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And look at how, how many people struggle today without peace and without counsel and without realizing that God is wonderful and that God does love them and God does care about them. Somehow, some, somehow it snuck into the world that God was this big mean guy just wanting to beat them down for their sin. He really didn't want to beat them down for their sin. He sent his son down to take a beating so that you wouldn't have to take it. And so that you could step into this, again, open relationship with your Heavenly Father that's real, it's relatable, it's relational. And it's, it's time for us as His people to begin to maybe look a little differently as to how we look at Him in that relationship. How does it impact my prayer life? How does it impact my worship? You know, did you worship Him this morning like what He was worthy to be worshipped for? 
I mean, and even the instruments, I think, wow, you know, and those drums, the talent there. What is that? That's taking the instruments and the talent that God gave to each one of those guys and using it for his glory. Come on. And then the, and then the, and then the electric guitar with Landon, it's just like, man, that's just, how many, that's just magnifying God, isn't it? I mean, it's just like, wow, isn't that amazing? We sit down at the piano and, and, and whatever that instrument's called there. <clears throat> it's got a name. It's not a xylophone like you had when you were a kid, but it's got a name. Right, Luke? <laughs> what is the name? That's what it was. I knew that. I knew that. But you know what I mean? I mean, you look at all this talent that God has given you and how do we use it? And, and, and his heart's desire is that we would actually glorify him with everything that he's put within us. And, 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 and we would give our life to that. And we'd find out, as I said last week, you know, there's Isaiah's and there's still, there's still more Elijah's and Elisha's and there's still more, uh, you know, Paul's and Matthew and all right here, just waiting for you to blossom out in who you are and who you, what your purpose is and allow God to work in you. But it has to start with salvation. And I want to just read this to us and then I want to wrap this portion up uh, this morning and I just have one other thing I wanted to share with us. Uh, Matthew chapter 1 verses 18 to 24 it says this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph but before the marriage took place while she was still a virgin she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit and every time I read that I stop and think wow she had to really put her life on the line for this didn't she I mean just the whole thing she had to be again willing to say God I trust you this seems crazy as all crazy can be that you're asking me to do this but I trust you with everything that's in me. And so I'm going to yield to that. And she did. And, and, uh, and she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and again, just me pondering through this as I've been looking over it the last three or four weeks as fresh as, um, you know, it, it is the work of the Holy Spirit that saves us. Amen. The Bible says that Jesus was born by the Spirit. Okay? Image, likeness, born by the Spirit. When you're born again, what are you born by? Same Spirit. Think about it as sons and daughters this morning. You're not a distant relative. You're a son and a daughter. I don't know, it's just something began to stir in me. And then, of course, Joseph, you know, was her fiancé, was a good man. He didn't want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. And as he considered it, and uh, the angel of the Lord appeared to him <clears throat> in a dream. And can I just say this here? You know, if, if you'll stop and, and, and listen for, to God, for God in your life, he'll begin to speak to you the same way he spoke to Joseph. Same way. When we, when we face challenges, we just need to stop like he did and ponder for a second. Say, God, what are you saying in this situation? Why does it look like this? Why is this happening? What? And allow him to come to us and come to you and I and just give you the answer. But we're so busy because we have, we have Google. We can try to Google the answer. You know, we can, we, we're honestly, come on, let's be honest. Something happens with Google something, you know, we're, uh, we're getting trained in that way. And he considered this 
an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Thank you, Jesus. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophets. Look, a virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took Mary as his wife, but he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus. Would you just bow your heads for a moment, please? Just bow your heads for a moment and uh, maybe close your eyes for just a second here. I really felt the Holy Spirit was going to awaken us. And again, that scripture knocking on the door of your heart. You know, he wants to just kind of go from the inside. He doesn't want to go up from your head. And if you're watching online, do the same. Let's just take a moment here and think of the miracle of this holiday and make that thing, make it so much bigger than what we've made it in the past and get back to the real reason because that reason is still saving people. It's still changing lives. It's still bringing people out of darkness and into light. And religion has nearly killed us (laughs) because we just think going to church does it. We think just making a few things or saying a few things does it. But as you can see, he came as a baby to demonstrate to you this is a process that is real. And you, 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 you are birthed into this by the Holy Spirit. And so this morning, if, if you're online or in this room and, and you can't really say uh, um, without a shadow of doubt that um, you're born again this morning, uh, I want to call you up to that. I want to ask you to consider opening the door of your heart to him this morning so you can step into this whole father-son and a relationship and this identity relationship and this purpose relationship. And maybe you've just walked away from it. You've known him at one point, but you've walked away from him and you're really not serving him and you're not really uh, experiencing his purpose in and through your life like you would experience anything else in this world. You experience his purpose coming in and through your life. I want to pray for you right now. And again, if you've not accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, he just says, whoever calls on the name of God, if you, if you believe in your heart this morning that Jesus Christ is God and confess it with your mouth, you will be saved. It's not a hard process. It's a heart process. It's not a... It's not a hard thing because he does the work. I just have to say, God, come in as I hear him knocking. And I encourage you as I pray to, uh, to, to do that even right now. Father, I thank you for your powerful word. I, I, I thank you, Lord, that God, this season just totally reminds us of how amazing you are and what you've really done for us and how that it can change our lives and transform us 
it can cause us, as the word calls it, to be born again. And I pray that there's not one person, God, in this room that's able to walk away this morning without the full and absolute confidence that if they believe in their heart, confess now that Jesus Christ is Lord, you said they would be saved. And that, God, you would just do a work in all of us today to remind and refresh us about this child that was born for us. We love you, God. We love you, God. We honor you, God, today. Even as we started out on our knees, we honor you today. And we lift you up. And you said if you would be lifted up, you would draw people to you. So we lift you up this morning, God, and we lift you up through this holiday season to everywhere we go. We, we, we would be light and we would bring life in Jesus name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen.